Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my fabulous colleague and friend, the Jade Warshaw. And getting the polite golf clap from our studio audience there, like you hit a nice par putt. You know, can I'm just nice people out there today. I'm just going by Jade now. Oh, just Jade. Yeah, just just the first name only. Like and, Prince. Well, I will say this. You have the personality, you got the charisma and the name to pull that off. I don't. If I just go by Ken. <laughs> Ken. I get the jokes. Ken. I am Knuff though. You are Knuff. You see what I You're did there? You're enough there, Ken. See what I did there? The Barbie movie has ruined my name forever. <laughs> Uh, but hey, I digress. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 5225 And as I mentioned, we do have uh, some folks joining us in the lobby today, and it's a great way to mention that if you'd ever uh, love to come watch the show, we come out a couple times an hour, say hi, take pictures, sign books, tell jokes, uh, whatever it is. And we have uh, free drinks in the form of coffee and teas and things of that nature, mm. bake goods. Listen, I'm going to start baking some goods you so that they can get out there in the lobby. That's, well, I thought you might bake a good for your co-host and friend. Not today, Ken. No f- sampling of food today. Not today, but I'm speaking the show. other part into existence. But it's blowing up on the Instagram, at Jade Warshaw, and occasionally she put they put one on my feed, at Ken Coleman on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will not be sampling any food today, unfortunately, uh, Next but time. the good news is we will be coaching and answering questions. And John is going to lead us off in Santa Barbara, California. John, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's going so, on? Well, I've, I've been looking at paying off my mortgage. Um, but, you know, with the high-yield savings rates right now and having that money earning interest for me, it just I, I keep doing this dance of, like, should I just pay it off? Should I put a little bit more of like lump sums towards it. Mm. I've seen what you guys might think towards this. How much do you have sitting there? Like how much is it going to take in order for you to pay off your mortgage if you were to? Uh, I owe 280000 on the mortgage. And that's, is that exactly what you have in your high yield or is it more? I, I have 500 in my high yield. Let's go. Way to go. Can I just ask a couple questions? Thanks. How long did it take you to save that? Uh, like probably 12 years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, And what caused you, I'm just curious, what caused you to save that in a high yield savings account? Because the rates haven't been what they've been for 12 years or 10 years. Um, yeah. I've had it in, in like, like low, I'm, I'm sorry, like a low cost index funds and stuff, but uh-huh. just over the, the last couple of years, I've kind of moved some stuff around and I needed to, you know, to buy the house, I had to like come up with a down payment. So that's kind of where it all ended up right now. Sure. Okay. So yeah. I'm assuming there's no other debt. It's just your home, correct? Just my home, correct. Okay. Um, Can I ask real quick, yeah. Jade, what's your investment portfolio look like? Well, I have I have it broken out into two, two different buckets. I have my retirement accounts, which is all... Oh. Uh, like like low cost index funds. How much? How much do you is have in there? Uh, my retirement side is five hundred and sixty five. Cool, cool, fantastic. How old are you? So that's I'm forty eight. Way to go, and John! Tell me about the other bucket. So five sixty five in retirement. What what's the other bucket? How much in there? 
the other bucket is my high yield savings slash brokerage bucket that, you know, when I bought the house, my wife oh, that you already gave house. us. You already gave us that number, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so you yeah, have over a million dollars between the the retirement and this high yield savings account. Mm-hmm. And you correct. owe two eighty on the house. That's correct. Listen, if I'm but- you tomorrow, here's the thing: I can tell like you're. <laughs> this is the numbers guy though. Like he's very he low risk. He likes very methodical. Like you can hear that in the way you're speaking about yeah. this. Even and, if you didn't have, I- go ahead. I was just going to say, and the thing that it's my interest rate on the house right now is like 2.8. And I know everyone gets excited about the two, like, oh, you've got such a low interest rate. You're nuts if you want to pay that off, keep that, and just keep it. So that's listen, the Listen, 2% is a great interest rate, but 0% is better. <laughs> so my thought right. here, if I'm you, even if you didn't have the other money in retirement, by the way, if you just were like, yeah. Jade, I've got 500000 in savings, what should I do? I would tell you today to pay off your home because here's the thing. And I, my, my screen says that it says that maybe you could keep that money in the high yield savings to keep gaining interest. But my thing is this number one, if you reach over and you pay off that mortgage, number one, you're going to be free. And there's, there's a calculation there that can't be quantified until you feel it. Right. Because most of us have never felt what it feels like to have a paid for home. So we really don't know the opportunity cost there because we've not experienced it. So that's number one. Number two, if I'm thinking about this, I'm going, okay, if I pay off my mortgage today, that frees up what was my mortgage payment. What would it look like if I just took that same mortgage payment plus whatever other money and I'm dumping that into whatever investment you choose? I probably wouldn't continue to put it into a high yield savings account. I'd probably put it into other investments that are going to have a better rate of return, 10 percent 12 percent annualized i would do that move because you're still going to reap the benefits of interest which is really what you want to do and you're going to have that peaceful feeling of having a paid off home mortgage right and thoughts i appreciate you guys it's uh it's a dance you do you know and i i know that i've i i'm in a position to do that and then it's all you're always like well, if I do this, or but then what if I do that? So it, it's always a dance. Hey, John. Make a really but, good John. Point. So I got to ask you yeah. a question. Jade gave you great advice. So we're past yeah. the advice stage. Why'd you call? Yeah. Were you leaning one way or the other? Why'd you call? I, I think I just wanted to hear some perspective here. Yeah, but which I way were you leaning? Which way are you leaning? To pay it off. Here's well, the good news. Matches up with my friend's advice. Do it. Stop yeah. thinking about it. And the good news is this. You're not locked in. Like if you if you're like Jade, I'm I'm worried because if I take your way, I'm locked in. No, you're not. If you if you pay off your mortgage today, John, and you're like, man, I hate this, you want to know what you can do? Go back and get another mortgage. If you just hate <laughs> if you hate the feeling of See taking, what she did do you there. Know what I'm saying? That like, was tricky. Jade. That in. was tricky. I like that. But yeah. it, it is good to know that. And I I mean, it's funny to say it, but it is good to know that you can always go back when you make these decisions like, wait a minute, that wasn't good. This is one of the few financial decisions that you can actually yeah. go back okay. and say and undo it if you don't like it. Let me throw one more at you, John. How much is your house worth if you sold it today? Give me a rough estimate. 1.5. <laughs> Bro, so here's the deal. Wow. If you pay it off and you go, man... I want to get a better... You could sell that sucker and, and go Listen. wherever you want to go. Dude, pay this off. That's what you wanted to do. Jade said you're right. 
and I hate to admit this, she's kind of like my work wife. She's usually right. <laughs> Listen. She's usually right. I, I'm usually I think right. You're right. I think you should do it. I love conversations like this when all roads lead to financial freedom. Listen, that's called options. Sell it. <laughs> wow. 1.5 mil. My guy, he's doing 280 right. left. Go ahead, my friend. That's a great investment. That is absolutely guaranteed. Great call. Hey, don't move. She's Jade Warshaw. I'm Ken Coleman, and this is The Ramsey Show. Listen, everyone needs ID theft protection. It doesn't matter your age, how much money you have, or where you live. We all worked too hard to build our personal and financial reputations to have some thief rip them to shreds. Trust me, it's an absolute nightmare if you become a victim. But wasting money on overhyped, expensive plans doesn't make sense either. That's where Xander's ID theft plan comes in. They've bundled together the services you need at pricing that can't be beat. Whether you're looking for monitoring that includes your home title, VPN encryption, unlimited recovery services, or stolen funds protection, you'll get that and more at great value while dealing with people you can trust. I've seen these guys in action, which is why I have Xander's plan for my family and our entire team. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282 to get protected. Save money and stay ahead of the identity theft nightmare. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me and we are here for you this hour. 888-825-5225. Jade is a resident financial expert on the show today. I'll help out with any work questions, mindset questions. You're trying to get through these baby steps, maybe trying to get a bigger shovel to get through them faster. Love to take any of those calls because I can tell you this, um, your income is your greatest wealth building tool. So I'd love to help out on any of those questions. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Oh, I just see it on the screen and I want to go. What is it? Your old stomping grounds. The Miami, Florida area is where Ooh. we go next. Mateos is on the line. How can we help? Hello there. How are you guys doing today? Good. What's going on? All right. So I just have a couple of questions. Um, I work, um, I have a job, and I make around uh, $87,000 per year. Mm-hmm. And my wife owns a marketing agency company where she makes around $85,000 per year. So basically... Our household income is roughly 170 per year. Nice. And uh, we do have uh, some debt. So I would like to know how would you guys would tackle this debt? And I also have another question, which is how much money should we save for taxes monthly for the company? Cool. Um, so let's start with let's start with the taxes first so we can actually think about what you'll have left over for your debt. So both of you are self-employed. I know you, you said your wife... That was her business, but yours is your business as well, right? No, she's self-employed, but I work for a company. I'm, I'm actually a head of support in my in that company right now. Okay, so if I were your wife, my husband and I were also self-employed. My husband still is. He runs our business. And um, we always set aside 25 to 30% every quarter. It just, it's part of his business sheet and that's part of it. It just automatically goes out and 25 to 30%. And that way it's like, out of sight, out of mind, you're not touching it. And then when it's time to for, uh, file those quarterlies, it's there ready and waiting. And we just, and then we have a bookkeeper that helps us with everything else. So I strongly, strongly recommend th- those two practices, having somebody to help you with your books and you just 
knowing every quarter you've got to set aside X amount of dollars and making sure as as much as you can, making sure that the money that you're paying yourself in payroll is very steady, that you're not just pulling us pulling out money for this and pulling out money for that, but deciding, hey, this is what we pay ourselves out of her business and it's consistent and that just makes it easier um, on everybody. So that's my first um, piece of advice for your first question. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, so basically just 25 to 30% uh, for uh, monthly because it really fluctuates the number of clients that we get. So it's possible that right now it's $7,000 per month, but mm-hmm. next month could be around you know, ten to twelve thousand yep. uh, dollars. Twelve, yeah, it depends on the, the number of clients we get, right? That's so right. Just set aside twenty-five to thirty percent every you month. Monthly? Well, yeah, every month okay. because whenever you're receiving that money, set that portion aside because, like you said, every month is different. So rather than saying, "Hey, every month I just put seven hundred dollars aside," that's not going to work. It's got to be based off the income that you're actually bringing in. Um, and so that's that's what I would do. Is this her first year in business? Uh, this is actually her second year. Yeah, I I would also, I mean, I think Jade's right. It's a good rule of thumb, but I think you've got something to work off of. And did you do your taxes yourself or did you have a tax pro do these taxes on her business? Uh, we we have someone to do our taxes, yes. Well, I would also consult that tax person and, and go, okay, based on last year, and where did we go? Did we pay too much? Did we take too much out? I mean, do you recall that? The very first year was kind of like, uh, it was a break-even year because we had a lot of costs. You know, right. to play the, to pay the employees and also the office and so you didn't pay anything. No, because we broke Got even it. the first year. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Jade gives a great rule of thumb, but I'd also be consulting that tax mm-hmm. professional every quarter. You know, start okay. where I'd say my point is, Jade gave you great advice. Start there, but I would also be watching that because I I ran a company as well as my wife and I did, and our accountant we were we were checking in quarterly. That's good, but that's and watching that. sometimes it's more expensive, like because you're be. paying for more of their time. Yeah, it so can depending be. on what you're, yeah, I think they're. I think that's whatever you you want to spend. I think that's a that's up to you. But Ken makes a good point in making sure that you're just like make sure you're getting all of your service out of them. Yeah, I just wanted to maximize okay. the dollars. Yeah, so I didn't want to hold back too much or hold back too little. So Listen, that was the only true. reason I was point. checking in. And a, a lot of times by the final quarter, you're kind of like okay. It, it starts, you can well, start you to start see. Well, you start dialing it in. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, I think you make a point, but we weren't spending a half day or it was maybe one quick phone call. Yeah, that's true. That's it was true. not a heavy fee. And, and so anyway. That is a good point. Uh, on to the yeah. debt. So got that wrapped up, uh, squared away. Okay, so now with the debt, how much debt do you guys have? Okay, so I, I wrote down three here. So the credit card debt is around $6,000. Okay. And then we have a personal loan that is around thirteen thousand dollars. So six hundred dollars monthly is our pay. Okay. And then we have a car loan for thirteen thousand dollars, and we pay three fifty monthly. So I would like to know if on these two that we are paying monthly, should we just keep paying that, or should we increase the payment to to try to get rid quicker? What would you guys say? So the best way to to pay off debt is to use what we call the debt snowball method. There's other methods out there, but this is really the best, fastest, most motivating way. So what we do there is we pay minimum payments on everything, right? You have to satisfy that minimum payment so you're not late or delinquent or anything like that. Then you list the debts that you have from smallest to largest. So in this case, it sounds like the credit cards are the smallest debt that you have. And so any Mm -hmm. money that you have above and beyond those minimum payments, you throw it at one debt and that's the smallest debt and you knock it out as quickly as possible. 
And then when you right. knock that debt out, it frees up that minimum payment, right? That you put along with your other margin and you start throwing at the next smallest debt. So we're only paying off one debt at a time as opposed to trying to, you know, put a little here, a little there, a little there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so then you can move a lot quicker that way. And it's nice because you kind of feel that that excitement of when you pay off a debt, you're like, yes, I did it. And now you want to go do another one. So that's what I would say. Okay. That's perfect. That makes sense. Hey, awesome. real quick question on the car. What do you think that car yeah. is worth? Are you upside down in it? What's what's going on with the car? So basically this car was a Corolla, 2020 Corolla that we got. And it, the car actually appreciated because we got in the very good timing, right? So okay. the car now is worth around eighteen to 17000 I don't even know if maybe is a good thing to maybe sell the car. That's what I want Jade to weigh in on. What do you think, Jade? Do you have, is it your second car? Do you already have another car or do you have? Yeah, this is the second car. That's my wife's car. Okay. So I drive another car. Yeah. And the other car you have is paid off? No, it's lease. It's a lease that I have. And it goes into Oh, you didn't mention year. that. You didn't mention the lease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Listen, it, debt is money that you owe to anyone for any reason. For those of you listening, that's not to get on to you, uh, Mateus, but a lot of people, they're like, I don't have any debt, just my student loan. And I'm like, no, that is debt. Okay. So tell us about this car lease right quick. Uh, So this one, that's my car and it's $450 a month and it goes until June of this year. That's when I'm, I'm, I'm done with the car. Okay. So in June of this year, you're out of that lease. We're not redoing it. We're not that's it so are you going to try to buy the car like what are you going to do what was your plan to do at the end of that lease just turn it in yeah just turn it in and try to get something cheaper uh, per month okay no 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 not per month okay i'm glad that you said this because we're getting to the root of it the whole thing and this is not just for you so don't think i'm griping at you although i am griping at you a little bit the point of this is to create a new lifestyle because mm-hmm. we can never we can never solve a problem while simultaneously creating it. So if we say I want to get out of debt, like if that's what you're shooting for, then you have to stop creating the problem. Meaning you have to draw a line in the sand and say I'm no longer borrowing money anymore. If debt is the problem, I have to stop it dead in its tracks. So for anybody listening not just Mateos, the first your first order of business when you're going to pay off debt is you say I'm not borrowing money anymore. That's it. That's how we live our life. Then after that, you can start to actually make changes that will stick and that will actually solve the problem. So in Mateos's case, he needs to trade in that lease. But since he knows the time is coming in June, he can start saving up some cash here so that when June comes, he can just tr- give back that lease and say, thank you for the time. I'll never do that again. And but by the way, here's five thousand dollars. I'd like to buy that car over there in cash and the feeling that he's going to feel a freedom and just control is going to outweigh everything, Ken. No more payments. I agree. I'd sell the car, by the way. The $18,000 value, that is rare that a car goes up in value. I'd get out of it now, get a decent little car, get you A to Z for five grand. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. 
Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Thrilled that you're with us. We're here to help you win with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. Those three areas are completely connected, and if you're not winning in one, I can tell you you're losing in the others. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Before we get to our question of the day, uh, my co-host uh, wanted to uh, add a little something. You had I, a little something. I did. I wanted to clarify from the last caller because he was saying that his wife was self-employed and he wanted to know how much to set aside you know, for taxes. And so we were talking about it, but I don't think we clarified, Ken, that the money that he's setting aside, the 25 to 30% that he's setting aside every month for the quarterly taxes, that's of his payroll. Mm-hmm. It's not of everything that the business brings in. Right. And so that's why I was kind of saying, if you can have your payroll set as the same amount, it makes that a lot easier. Yeah. And I think that's also what you were saying. If it's like, you can regu- you can regulate it there a little bit go. easier. So that's right. just the clarity, it's of your payroll, not of the whole the whole. So there you go. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Winter is rougher in some areas of the country than others, but there are things that make sense to do no matter where you live. That's why Neighborly has a helpful winter checklist Mm. that you can download for free. Check it out at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. Today's question comes from Naomi in Utah. Is it greedy or ambitious for me to work towards reaching a specific number goal of making $20,000 a month? I work as an insurance broker. We are expecting a little boy in March and we have 15,000 in debt. I want to help my family get out of the financial hole. I have put uh, us in with student loans and help save for a house. This has really been weighing on me because I want to help financially, but I don't want to become greedy if I am meeting this monthly goal. I Love this question, Ken. Do you? I, I think it's very straightforward. I love it so much, but I think a lot of people deal with this. Um, and there's a lot of angles we can talk about this. Number one, the answer is absolutely not. It makes you a woman who is loving her family well, that you want to step up and pay off your debt and make sure that life is good when baby boy arrives and make sure that you're kind of pulling your weight. In yeah, I would home. say it's like, not I think that's greedy, great. Not but greedy it at is all. ambitious. By the way, ambitious is great. It's yeah. a great quality to have because what I see with this is you've got a very clear goal and a very clear why. Yeah. And that kind of ambition is fabulous. And a good point to add to that is, and I want to say this for anybody, you you may have heard Dave say this, but and it's so true. Money does money only makes you more of what you already are. Like it's completely amoral. It's this it's it's nothing until you add yourself to it, right? And so if you're an ambitious person, it just makes you more ambi- ambitious, right? If that's yep. what makes you tick, if you're generous, it makes you more generous. If you're stingy, it makes you more stingy, right? If you're, you know, so you just kind of have to filter it through who you are. And if you start to notice qualities that you don't like or 
the people around you are pointing out qualities in you that you don't like, you have to really look, take a long look in the mirror and be like, okay, this money, like me earning more money is starting to magnify a quality that was always there. I just didn't see it before. So that's teaching point number one, Kenneth. Um, oh, drop the Kenneth on me. Listen, I thought I got in trouble. Listen, if I want, if we really go, I'm, I'm saying Wayne, I'm getting to the middle <laughs> name, but um, Ken, I think that what she's saying, this goal of making 20,000 a month, it is ambitious. I don't know what you make currently, so I don't know if this is like a long ways away. I don't know what it, what it means for you to get to this goal, but I do want you to make um, smart goals. Fair enough. So let's 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 really sit down, and if if twenty thousand is really achievable, and it's something that you can you know get to and figure out what your time frame is. So let's get very clear and specific about this goal. But I think it's a great thing. Definitely not greedy. I think it's your reason for wanting to do this is noble. Yeah. I like teaching lesson number two, um, and and here's what I would add to that: you've got to be careful that if you make five thousand a month right now, and you set a goal for twenty, that can be a very intimidating and very quickly discouraging mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. So to your point, it's like it's kind of like going, I know I need to lose a hundred pounds, but if my mindset is always on losing a hundred pounds, which is a long Facts. and difficult journey then there's a greater chance that I fall off because it's just so daggum hard, which mm-hmm. is why Dave was so brilliant by coming up with baby steps. That's right. He built in this idea of momentum because I accomplished something that's doable. Yes. Let's be honest, for some people, $1,000 is difficult. That's right. So if you're thinking about paying off $380,000 all day long as opposed to going, no, baby step one is... And so yes. this is the idea, and that's yes. why we talk about it. So just, I loved your advice there, and I think that's the key. Because if you go, oh, i got to make 20000 and then month three and month six, you're not even close, mm-hmm. you can start to feel like this is impossible when it's not. It's like, okay, what do I need to do yeah. to make 25% more? Yeah, yeah, and you got to break it into those bite-sized chunks. Yeah, yeah so great advice. Chunks. I like that. All right, uh, to the phones we go. Christine is joining us, and I think this is uh, Coeur d'Alene. I think it's how you say That's that. That's right. Is that right? Christine, <laughs> that did right. I say that right? You did. Good job. Well, I'm hooked on phonics. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> how could we help? So my husband and I have been considering selling our house. Um, we relocated just over a year ago up here. Um, we were previously living in Oregon, realized we didn't want to raise a family there, moved here, um, bought another, this is our second house. We sold our first one. Um, and then my husband got a job that was great paying, but as soon as it snowed, he was laid off and then mm. it was for five months. Wow. Shoot. So... With the work that he was doing and the company he worked for, he couldn't go find a temporary job because they could call him until late morning, about 10 o'clock, I think it was. Every single day, they could still call him into work, and they did every once in a while, so he wasn't able to go find work elsewhere. That's like a carrot um, dangling. It was It was not fun. That's so awful. he doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, well, um, and by but the way, that, real quick lesson. And I know you've yeah. learned this, but I do want to point this out. He could have left. He could have left. And he should yeah. have left. In the future, if this happens, and I'm just talking to him right now, 
Um, He's listening in the other room. Oh, good, good. What's his name? So I can make this point. His name's Daniel. Hey, Daniel, you're a good man. You're a hard worker. But this is something you need to learn from. Never again let a situation like that hold you hostage. You got to go do what you have to do to take care of you and that amazing wife. And so that's the idea here. Don't ever, don't ever let that happen to you again. You just go get busy. And, and, and we keep some income coming in as much as possible. And then we look to level up. So just a quick little... That that's a tough situation, and it's a bit manip- manipulative. But that's not why you called. So, Christine, mm-hmm. so so why are we thinking we need to sell the house? Walk us through this. Okay, so we were pre before we moved up here. We were in baby steps four, five, and six. Great. Okay. So um, we were prepared for a layoff, not prepared for something that long. Um, then in April, my husband had to have his appendix removed. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Literally right when he went back to work. It was great. It oh was a my good time. gosh. That's horrible. Um, By the way, I've had that happen to me and that's not fun. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. Oof. So we, um, so now we have about $3,000 left of medical bills. Um, after that happened, then my husband realized I don't want to go work for that company anymore. So we quit. We started a small LLC where he was doing material deliveries, some construction things um, with his brother. Okay. Which was great. It was great at the time. Um, but was it fall. Was it um, replacing the income fully that he was making it before? It was not fully replacing what he was supposed to be getting from his previous employer. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things that happened with that employer. We ended up paying $1,200 a month in insurance. So that really took a huge hit on us that they told us they were going to work with us. So I wouldn't have to pay that. And then they didn't. So we lost that. Okay, Christine. Um, so here's where we're at. That music okay. means we have to step aside, pay some bills, but we're going to put you on hold. Okay. Because we got to come back. We got to get to the bottom of this debt and why the house may or may not be the best move forward. Okay. So you hang on and we'll be back. This is The Ramsey Show. Don't move. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. And as we went into our last break, uh, we were talking with Christine. Uh, her husband's on the uh, phone in another room, and uh, they have been through some ups and downs, layoffs, some stuff mm. like that. They've gone through some medical stuff, and Jade is getting to the bottom of where we are financially. So we're going to bring Christine back in. So, Christine, here's what I want you to do. Uh, tell Jade what your financial numbers are. Just give us the just the facts okay. and and what you're trying to solve by maybe selling the house. Right. So we have a big income problem. Our okay. mortgage is twenty one fifty a month. Um, a month. And then I in our budget, our bills, um, what we owe comes to about four thousand dollars a month. Well, what I'd like for you to go through is list out your debt, what you owe, like the entire balance. So for instance, if I said you say we have a car and we owe 14000 or we have, like, go through all mm-hmm. your debts so I can kind of see how this is. We have only medical debt. Okay. And, um, it's 3000 Yeah. It's a hundred. It's supposed to be one fifty a month is what we're supposed to be paying. No. No. That's 
what you're no, supposed okay. to be doing. Sorry. I, no, go ahead. I'm, okay, I'm, go revving, ahead. I'm revving up. <laughs> I'm it. revving up, Christine. What you're supposed to be doing is paying off the debt. So we're never seeking to have the lowest payment possible um, right. unless it's, you know, a debt snowball situation and we're paying minimum payments. So if you're telling me the only debt you guys have is this medical debt. Yes. And how much is it? And it's three thousand dollars. So here's the income problem. Me well, and no, no. Husband, answer that question uh, first. Yes, yes, yes. But I heard the income problem. That. The income problem is you're only yes. making two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars a month. And I'm struggling. Wait. No, no, no. That's the mortgage payment. Oh, that's the mortgage payment. What are you making? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you making? We are making... We are making just under $3,000 right now. Okay, so I wasn't wasn't far off. Okay, just under... Is that $2,500 or is that $2,900? That's about $2,900. Okay. That's take home? That is our take home. Goodness gracious. Who's doing what? Who's working? We are, we are both working part-time because I feel scared for my husband to go back full-time. Why? We have two, we have two small children at home. Okay. And um, last winter was not a good winter for me. Because of? Um, moving to a new area. Mm-hmm. Not knowing anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel alone. that. I feel yeah, that. Being alone. And then um, when he would work, he would leave in like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I have, would have no idea when he's coming home. Okay, so you've got some real trauma based on that situation. It was very uncomfortable for you. And so that fear is you're kind of holding him back going, I don't want you to go. Yeah. I don't want you to leave me here. Yes. Okay. All right, and why? And 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 so, why aren't you working full time? Um, I don't. I think because he also doesn't want to be home full time because he wants to be the provider for our family. Okay, and I don't want to take that away from him. Well, you How are. How old are your kids? One and a half and three and a half. Okay. Yes. So. Um. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. When my husband and I moved here from South Florida, um. It was very difficult. My husband works from home. We have two small kids, similar to you, Mm -hmm. and we don't know anybody. We didn't know anybody. We didn't have any friends. And I'm the one going into an office every day, so I get to be around people. My husband is talking to himself in his office upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. there's nobody there. So I relate to what you're saying. There is a, a real loneliness about that that is worth worth noting like i understand that but it can't be to the point where you tell this man he can't go go to work that's just it you just have to realize honestly christine that you're in a season and some seasons suck and some seasons are really hard but it truly is just a season and it will get better and it'll start to open up and honestly by you keeping him at home it's keeping you from embracing that season and making yourself get out there get to know people learn the area figure out figure out what your new normal is and I'm not going to lie to you. That's tough. I'm still trying to, we're over here. Warshaws are still trying to figure out our new normal and it's been a year and a half. And so I just want to. Don't worry. We're going to play pickleball with Stacy and, and <laughs> Sam. We'll do some of those. Alleys. Hey, you I know what? I just want you to know that it, it's a real thing, but don't let it hold you back. Just embrace it and go, this is where we're at right now. The good news is you guys don't have a lot of debt and it can be gone in a month if you guys would just yeah, yeah. work. Well, Christine, listen. Uh, you've nailed it. You have an income problem, not a debt problem, but you actually have a deeper problem. 
you've got some real trauma and you've got some real fear and um, you're making this harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So I understand how hard it was. Very, very understanding to what you went through. But what you guys are doing now is making this thing way harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And and let's just talk about the mindset here, Christine. He doesn't have to take another job that has him leaving at four in the morning and not you not knowing when he's coming back. That's right. We got a false narrative there. Bad experience. What do we learn from that? Not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Not good for Christine. Not at this season with the mm-hmm. littles. So um, Hubs needs to get a full-time job. Got to. I mean, and, and if he can't get it quickly, he's got two part-time jobs to equal full-time. And you need to work. And you yeah. guys are going to be okay. Because let me tell you something. If there was a person on the planet who was not ready to have three kids under the age of three, it was me. <laughs> and I survived it. If I can survive it not lose my mind, yeah, then he can. And so when you're working... He can handle it, but we got to figure this out because a if you don't, you're going to lo- you're going to lose your house. Like you won't even yeah. have the choice, which if makes you it don't. even worse. So, stop the bleeding now. Stop the bleeding, and it's a band aid, and the band aid is income. Mm-hmm. That's simple. You guys could pay off three grand in no time, but it's time to work. Yeah, and, and you need to start channeling that fear into some fuel to say never again. Are we going to get in this situation? You guys got to a point where you were in baby steps four, five, and six. That's exactly. to be applauded, and it can be repeated. Do you understand, Christine? Like, it's time. Time for yeah. you to be a big girl and for your husband to be a big boy, and we're not going to let fear keep us paralyzed. Mm-hmm. You got it? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Christine, we love you, Christine. We we're do. pulling for sweet, you. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Ooh, we had to give her the the tough side, the the, the rocky exterior. Yeah, because here's what's encouraging about yeah. that. They have no their three thousand so dollars. Now I think they went through their emergency fund, which I wanted to yeah. get you to weigh in on that. Their I, thing I just one is keeping their house. Like their thing yes. one is keeping one hundred percent. But do you house. agree that too many people rely on the emergency fund when there's a job loss, as opposed to going, no, that's to replace the HVAC. I'm going to go work, do something. I try to guard our yeah, yeah. emergency fund. Like, I'm the archangel in front of it. I well, don't yes. ever want to use it, I and think I don't right. think you should use it for job replacement. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna say it like this. Like, I think that it is there <laughs> for if you lose your job. Because here's the thing: it might take a few Not minutes, for long, it, but it might take a little minute if you're like, "Hey, I had this wonderful corporate job. I was making seventy thousand right, a I'll year." I'll give you that. How how long is too long to use the emergency fund? Oh. Well, here's what I wanted to say. You're always supplementing it with something. So you're going out and doing some type of work until you find the next work. That's what I'm getting at. So like if you're- I'm if going you're, to two and three jobs to not use it. Yeah. If you're contracting to, your own work a little bit, you're doing picking up some Instacart type stuff and it's it's supplementing you, but you need a little bit from the emergency fund just to make it meet. Little bit. That, I'm, that's what it's there for. Like, I'm not going to ah, be mad at someone for that. But I didn't I, know I was so hardcore. But on I that. feel the sentiment of that. Like, I never want to, I don't want to touch it, but I get it if you do. I don't want people to view it as a failure when they have to okay, use that's their fair. emergency fund for an emergency. Okay. You know what? Great point. I don't want to judge anybody that's done it. I would rather take on the older brother coach role and go, hey, I, I have always viewed it as, the HVAC that goes out yeah. in the mid of winter, yeah, and it's eight grand or twelve grand. Yeah, I, I don't look. I go, no, 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 don't no. Don't touch it. How can I'm we do go, it without? Well, yeah. here's the deal. If I rely <laughs> on the emergency fund, 
it takes away some of the urgency that's right to go get paid you're right I, that's all i'm saying i'm not judging i'm coaching i i think you're right ken we need to have that right. ken coleman mindset there we go oh wow this is very exciting hey jade agrees with me i'm going to take a break while i can this is the ramsey show Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money and in your work and in your relationships. The phone number to jump in to get coached up is 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour. 888-825-5225. We'll take your money questions. Jade will lead you through those and uh, if you got any work-related questions, hey, I need a bigger shovel. I need more money, um, and I feel like maybe I'm limited or I need some ideas. You want to start a business, any of those type of questions, we both weigh in on those as well. So thrilled to have you with us. Let's get this hour started with Faith in Cincinnati, Ohio. Faith, how can we help? Hi, I'm fangirling a little bit. I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> well, Woo-hoo. you got to have faith. You got to have faith, the faith, the there faith. There it is. Look at that. That was seamless. She didn't even know I was going to do it. Faith, what's going on? So I recently um, stopped my business, I guess, or sold it. And I have all of my equipment, which I am now selling for $3,000. Um, and I'm going to get the $3,000 in a lump sum tomorrow. Sweet. Nice. Um, I've been, I've been following the baby steps pretty religiously, um, by the book and uh, I'm on baby step number two. Cool. Um, so currently right now I have, um, four credit cards total, but my lowest is 600 and then 3000 exactly. Okay. So the question comes in where um, I'm going to get this 3000 tomorrow. And I know usually we go, um, you know, first you pay off the 600 and then you'll go on to the 3000 mm-hmm. um, However, since I am getting exactly the 3000 and the minimum payment on the $3,000 credit card is 130 versus the $600 is only $29. I was wondering if it would be smarter to go ahead and pay off the three thousand in full. That way, I have that extra hundred and thirty each month where I had paid that off, and then it would really help me pay the six hundred dollars off quicker. Listen, it's a six hundred dollar difference, so the minimum payment is based on what the balance is on the card. So if you pay off the six hundred dollar one first, and then you turn around and pay the rest on the three thousand one, it's still going to knock your your balance down. To almost nothing all but six hundred dollars right so if we're splitting hairs here which we are splitting hairs i would still do it the correct way just for the the feeling of like i'm done with this one and now i'm going to the next one and honestly what we're doing here is we're we're teaching ourselves to submit to a plan and a way of life that's different from the way we've always done things and that's that's what's at the crux of why I'm telling you to do it that way. Because, I mean, like I said, we're talking about two bills here, Ken. It's not like we're talking about a long list of debts. And like I said, it feels like splitting hairs. But there's something to that that I think is worth noting of saying, you know what? There's a plan that I said I was going to follow. I'm just going to submit to the plan. And the plan says smallest to largest. I might have my thoughts of thinking why it should be different or why my situation could be different. But there is something to be said for that practice of submitting to a plan. And doing it for the purposes that the plan says, which in this case is to feel that quick win and 
the interest doesn't have anything to do with it and the monthly payment doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just those quick wins piling up. And so that's why I would do it that way. Awesome. That sounds great. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you got it. Listen, what I want to clarify here, listen, if she goes home and she's like, listen, I want to do it that other way because I like that, lightning's not going to strike her. But I just told her that, Best, I agree with you. you know, it's still going to be she's still going to have six hundred dollars to pay exactly. off. Exactly, it's one way or the other. It doesn't matter. But 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 I will say I agree with you, Jaden, because you could almost hear the psychology in her voice as she was like, "If I pay off the three, I only have to do twenty nine dollars mm-hmm. a month." And that's the whole point when Dave yeah. devised this thing. Yeah, it's not you about the monthly don't payment. Don't give yourself this little out to go. Well, mm-hmm. I only have six hundred left on this, mm-hmm. but it's only twenty nine a month, so I mm-hmm. could fudge here mm-hmm. and and. That's why. Yeah. It's all mindset. It's all mindset. So great advice there. Let's go to Warren now in Houston, Texas. Warren, how can we help? Hey, man. Um, so essentially, in a nutshell, um, my wife quit working because um, we decided it was going to be best, and we were going to try to make it work for her to stay home and uh, just try to live off my income. And um, that income is 62000 Um She was a registered nurse, so that, that um, income going away you know it, it wasn't nothing obviously yeah but, how uh, much I'm looking at a pile of debt and i'm just trying to get out from under it and just kind of get how much was her in income direction. when she was a registered What's nurse that? how much did she make uh how much did she bring home when she was a registered nurse uh she was roughly 30 dollars an hour um okay. you know so maybe right around the same about sixty thousand or so so okay. you've taken a, a cut of 50 percent essentially okay yeah. so we've but got that, about that a couple of years ago we've been living off of that for a little while but it, like i said it, it was a it was a hit okay so because we've got about three minutes uh three and a half minutes quickly lay out for jade what your actual debt is smallest to largest uh so the smallest would probably be student loan 3200 um my wife's car is about 5300 my truck uh, about 8000 left on the note um, medical about 10 and I also have an investment property mm-hmm. um, that's got about 90,000 on it left okay and how much and, is left on uh, your personal mortgage tractor, that's about 2300 2300 on the tractor yes okay and then go back and tell me sorry I talked over you the property what do you owe on it uh, the investment property yeah. is 90,000 okay and then your personal mortgage what do you owe on it just curious uh, I, I don't have a mortgage oh you guys are renting no, we own the house. Oh, you own it outright. Oh, right. Okay, what's, great. What's great, the great, investment great. property worth? Um, ballparking, if I had to guess, probably one twenty. If, if it was high on, on the high end, maybe okay, one thirty. Gotcha. Listen, uh, if I'm you, I, I don't. You could sell the investment property, but there's part of me that feels like, are, are you guys on a budget? Um, as far as what. You're not on a budget. Okay. <laughs> There's your answer. Like a general day-to-day budget. Yeah, I've got. So I got a budgeting app that I've downloaded recently, and I started putting things into that. So yeah, I've kind of started to budget things out. Okay, you're starting to budget. I'm happy to hear that. I hope that you're using the every dollar budget because it truly is the best way to budget. But I think when I'm looking at these numbers, I'm going okay. The debt is not astronomical. I really truly think that you guys need a plan for your money. Sixty thousand dollars. You know, sixty-two thousand. You're bringing in your highest debt is a ten thousand dollar medical debt. You know, and then your truck. Is eighteen thousand. The rest of that makes it eighteen thousand. The rest of it is just little ankle biters. So I I might be of the mind of like, is your property is your um, property cash flowing, or is it just not really oh, doing yeah, much? It, it's 
it, it's cash flowing. It's about six thousand a year. So I have a radical idea. Sell it's it. Radical. How long has the wife been home? Uh, about two years now. So I have a daughter that's two, and I have yeah. a relatively. I got to tell you something. The hard conversation that I'm having with my wife in this situation is. Go back to work. The kids will be fine. It's such a small amount of I know, debt. I know. And if we double our income, you, you can, can knock work it the out. debt snowball fast. I and know then you that's can crazy. keep the income property. Am I crazy, Jay? No, that's right on right. I, for a small amount of time. Just to pay this Lickety debt split. Off. Doink. Yeah. So I think it's a tough conversation. The kids will be fine. You need that income. That's the fastest way. RN, come on. It's either that or get rid of the income property. Yep. Yikes. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, America, where we help you win with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. We are here for you. 888-825-5225. You want to get coached up? Nothing to be scared of. We're going to take good care of you, give you some honest uh, coaching, and cheer you on. 888-825-5225. Okay, before we get back to the phones, Jade, I, I saw a headline the other day, and and I didn't dive in. Yeah. But I know you have, and I know you've got an opinion. So, <laughs> so I am seeing that now in our outrage culture, yeah. some student loan borrowers are going, I'm not going to pay. I'm going to protest. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's one thing to protest in the streets over a political candidate. I'm all for that. Or some civil society problem. But this is not that. This is you yes. borrowed the money, and now if, am I hearing this right? Am I reading the headline right? Yeah, I mean, what? I think, listen, that's my take on it as well. Some student wow. loan borrowers are refusing to pay out of protest. Uh, the article says millions of borrowers with existing student loans still have not made a payment since the bills resumed in October after a three-year hiatus. And some admit <laughs> that they're refusing to pay for spite, like yeah. strictly I'll out of show protest. You. <laughs> In an intelligent.com survey conducted this month, a thousand federal student loan borrowers, 25% of those people said that they had not made any payments at all. And 9% of that 25% said that they were holding off on paying their bills intentionally in an effort to pressure the government into canceling their debt. That's going to work. Oh, man. 44% said they believe their protest will lead to cancellation oh. of some federal student loan debt. Wow. And 28% think that it is likely that this boycott will convince the government to cancel all student loan debt. You know, debt. that's like me believing if I commit to leg day that I'll be able to dunk a basketball. Listen. It's not going to happen. Listen. I Coleman. don't have the fast twitch. I don't care what I do. I can't dunk a basketball. When I what hear this, is happening? I only hear it in oh, a whiny voice. Make it stop. I oh, only hear it, it in the voice of my three-year-old when she doesn't get her way. <laughs> it, because here's, like, it's time to let it go. Like, can we just let it go, guys? You like, let it go. Let, let it go, it right go. Now. Like, it's time to <laughs> let it go and finally accept the fact that these student loans are here. Yeah. But I understand. Let me just say, Ken, I understand why people are starting to feel like maybe there's a way. Like, you remember mm -hmm. on Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. And so you're saying there's a chance, yeah, like right? Yeah, one in a million. Yeah, and that <laughs> what's happening is this administration does keep kind of dropping these little breadcrumbs yeah. of, of forgiveness that is making people feel like maybe there's a chance. Like, I know earlier this month, Biden That's did a... great a, point. Yeah, Biden did one. that was dangled for well over a year. It's still being dangled. Like, really? Biden just did another one that says that they're oh. going to forgive... Uh, people who have $12,000 or less of student loans. That's the headline, but the underlying part says, and they've been paying for 10 years already. 
I'm like, if you if you have $12,000 of student loans and you have not, it's taken you over 10 years and you still haven't paid them off, there's something wrong with you, not the government at that point. Just throwing that out there because you can do that with Instacart. Yeah. Like you can pay off a $12,000 student loan in one year with Instacart. So you got to show me how to set up an Instacart on the commercial break. Listen, I hear a lot about it. The problem is people are thinking to themselves, I can get away with just not paying my student loan. Like if I don't want to pay it, I'm just not going to pay it. I think I'm going to try this with my taxes this year. I'm going to tell my accountant that I'm protesting in hopes that the IRS will see the error of their ways. <laughs> I think it's that ridiculous. I think it it's is. the same level of ridiculousness. But they're they're only this is the perfect situation where we apply that adage of like it's drinking poison and expecting the other person to die because right. the government they're. The government is in their office with their feet up on the table eating a ham sandwich oh. while you're destroying your credit. You're making it hard, next to impossible for you to ever buy a house. You're setting yourself up for them to garnish your wages. Okay, that, I'm glad you're talking about this because the real real is what? How long does this protest last before they start cracking on them? Well, you know, the first thing that happens is like when you don't pay your bill, it's right. like, okay, you're late. You're, right. you're, and then it goes fees. into, de- there's fees, yeah. 6% in some cases. Then you go Oof. into default. Oof. And if you stay in default for long enough, then you go from owing what you, what your missed payments were to owing the entire balance. Right. Right up front. Like it, it, it escalates very quickly. And what happens there is when that takes place, it's like, all right, you're not going to be able to ever qualify. Not that I think that you need to, but you take yourself out of the, the running to ever qualify for any payments, forbearance, deferment ever again, right. because you've poo-pooed on it and said, you know, mm. you've basically given the government the finger. And so at that point, you've you've truly screwed yourselves in many ways. Yeah. And I'm like, can you imagine you go to work and you don't even get your paycheck because they're able to garnish a certain percentage See, of your paycheck. I, that's what people don't realize. Yeah, they can take you your, they can you hold can, your passport. You know what? And while you're protesting, while you're protesting, they can do those things to you. And the it's thing is, you think that these people are losing sleep over this in the oh, government? No. They don't care about that. They no. don't care about no. you. In fact, they make you a poster child. Yes, for vengeance. Listen, I'm telling you, there's nothing. You know that old phrase? Is it, how's it go? Uh, it's nothing like a scorned woman. What's that? I messed that up. It's uh, something along the lines. Something about a woman scorned. A woman scorned. Let me tell you what's worse than know. a scorned woman. A scorned bureaucrat. Oh, gosh. I'm telling you, you take an, a DC insider, they're all about regulation. Uh, you hack them off. That's it. They're coming for you. I promise you right now. Listen. There is no protest. There's no pro. It's over. It's over. Like, I just need people to oh. understand it's over. And I do want to uh, appeal to some folks because I... I get it. People people feel cheated, Ken, and that's they feel lied they to. They feel lied yeah? to and they feel like they they're owed something and yeah. I totally get that. Like anybody who's had student loans feels that. You feel like, "Hey, I did what my parents told me. I did what everybody told me and now here I am. I shouldn't have to deal with this alone." And I just want to remind you that you can't blame your way to a better life. You have to start working and pushing your way out of that because otherwise you're just going to stay there. You're going to get resentful. You're going to, you just become faded glory. <laughs> I like that. I got a question for you. It's like when you were good at, hi- you were good at high school basketball, like you were good at basketball in middle school. I was. And I was. people, you Thank just you. keep reliving it and keep replaying. It. It's like, let it go, man. Yeah, really. Like right now you're, That's you're why a loser I now. Be you got to let it go. 
That's exactly why I don't play pickup at Lifetime. Yeah. Because the, the glory days are so far gone that I can't, even, over. I can't even remember them. All right, now I have a question for you. Okay, because I think you make a very good point that these people feel lied to. And yeah. Okay, but what? how should those people feel that way when you got people like me and my wife who paid off our student loans? And let me give you one other demographic. Mm-hmm. The youngsters that are signing up for student right. loans as we speak. Well, everybody feels like they're the exception, Ken. And I get that. Some people... Some people are like, listen, I signed for my loans. I know I signed for my loans. I knew I knew it was going to be 60000 and I, I understood. Other folks feel like, listen, my parents signed for these loans. I never really understood. Some people feel like they, did never, they were never taught how interest works when they were 18. There are true and valid reasons to feel cheated, and I never want to take that away. But the fact of the matter is you may never get that apology, you may never get somebody giving you what they owe you. That is just a tough and hard reality of life. And then you have to look back on yourself and go, okay, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to wait for somebody to take responsibility in my life for my life? Or am I just going to go, you know what? You screwed me. That wasn't right. But I'm going to go ahead and clean up my life because I'm not waiting around for the likes of you, government, to do what I can do myself. And that's really just the attitude that I want people to take on for themselves. All right. And we know that it can be done. Like, we see it every day. I I gave you the shot. You did a great job. I'm going to be a little bit uh, angrier about it. All right. I'm tired of the fairness doctrine. I'm tired of the fair crap. Let me tell you why. For those of you out there who don't think it's fair that Uncle Joe didn't come through, let me tell you about fair. It's not fair that I paid my student loan off and you thought you weren't going to have to pay yours off. Mic Let me drop. tell you what else. It's also not fair that a that a, a whole host of young people every year has had to sign up for student loans. And make it clear, It's not Ken. fair that they have to pay and that I had to pay and you, Snowflake, don't have to pay. I'm sick of fair. Life isn't fair. Life Listen. is hard. Life sucks. Life can be great on the other side of hard and suck. You know how I know? Because I've had it hard and I've had the suck. Come on, Ken. And my life is great Ooh, right now. Around the so world, I'm and back tired of on. fair. Life isn't fair, you little snowflake. Get inside or you're going to melt. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number for you to jump in to get some advice about your money, your work, and your relationships is 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Minneapolis, Minnesota is where Craig is joining us. Craig, how can we help? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's going on? So I've got a question about contributing toward um, educational expenses for uh, my kids and I've got it kind of needs my advice on two different sides. So um, I divorced in 2020 um, and sort of le- really leaned into the Ramsey principles that was able to pay off uh, 80 to 90 thousand dollars of debt. Way to go! Um, and I'm sitting in a in a much better uh, situation financially. So um, for my first marriage, I had uh, four children, and then I remarried last year to a woman um, with two children from her pre- previous marriage. Wow. Um, as, relates, as it relates to educational expenses, um, her children um, should have their education covered, one, because my wife was in the military, and because she didn't use her educational funds, her mother 
sort of wrap that over and put that into her daughter's name. So, that's great. so that that covers that side. So, on my four on the on my four kids, um, there is no saving. Uh, there is there's nothing for them. Uh, they're you know, sixteen, fourteen, eight, and six. So, kind of feeling a little pressure on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to start doing something. I have a really good income. I'm about one sixty. Okay. Um, my my ex wife has a very similar to maybe even slightly higher income than I do. Okay. What? But okay. The, but has not followed any of the same principles, which led to trouble in our marriage and all this other stuff. So she doesn't have her debt paid off. She doesn't have all this other stuff. She's spending like she's in Congress and new boats and campers and blah 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. So so. A, should I even approach her to say, hey, I'd really like to do something for the kids, knowing that she's probably going to say, hey, I can't do that because I have my own stuff to pay for. And mm. if I choose to want to do something for my kids, how do I not have resentment toward her that she's mm. spending her money having fun and I'm trying to better the future of the children? Well, Why would you care if your ex-wife resents you because no, you're no, putting no, no, no. money No, he's saying no, him no. resenting her. Oh, yeah. I misunderstood. Me, I apologize. Me, me having resentful toward her is that, you know, I'm sacrificing mm-hmm. to better them, and she gets to be the fun parent and do all the trips and the... Well, you got to rise you, above that. Stuff. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. And, and there's going to... So. That's going yeah. to come out in the wash, though. Like, as they get older, they're going to see the reality of what's really gone, gone on here. Right now, they're young, and they don't know the difference, but just trust me, that'll come out in the wash. What I would say is it can't hurt to go to her and say, listen, I'm thinking about the kids' college. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. Is there anything that you'd like to contribute? If she says yes, take what you can get. If she says no, then move on. You know, dust dust it off your shoulders and keep rolling and don't even really give it another second thought Um, and feel good about the fact that you are doing what's right and you are providing for your kids. Uh, Let's talk about, let's just talk about what that looks like on your end since you're most likely going to be the one providing the most, if not all. So what could that look like? You said that you've paid off 90000 of debt. Is that all your debt gone, or do you still have some to go? No, I, I'm, I'm free and clear. Okay, so, perfect. You know, and do you so have some savings for works. yourself? Three to six months? Yeah, we've got, I've, got, I've got three to six months expenses. My, you know, last year we, we, we bought a new, a new to us vehicle for my wife. Okay. You know, we have a net worth probably in that six to seven hundred thousand dollar range. We're just for for clarity, we're thirty seven and thirty nine. Okay. Um. So I mean, we're we're in a better spot. And are you investing fifteen percent towards retirement? Yeah, both of us are. Both of us are investing fifteen percent. Okay. In okay. So here's uh, the deal. You got a sixteen year old. It's too late for the five twenty nine. The sixteen. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to do enough for it to matter. What was the second age? 14. 14. 14. Yeah, you're kind of in that situation there. So you're looking at scholarships and, and cash flowing and all that. So now you're looking at the youngsters. And it comes down to what, right. Jade, the line item of what he can actually do each month Yeah, and for I, the littles? I just want to make sure. It sounds like you and your current wife are on the same page with money. Like, what? is it just you putting what? your income? Have you, Or are you guys no, in agreement so, so, that we're both paying yeah, for this? I mean, yeah, we're, I mean, so that's, that's where it gets in. So like we've combined everything together. We're, you know, living as one, we, we have sort of a different mindset as it relates to kind of how, how life works with money and kids and everything else. Because while she had a, a, 
a family that had a lot of money. They yeah. were very controlling with it. So like she has this sort of negative side viewpoint of money where I'm like money is opportunity and everything else. So, I mean, it's, it's like, she has a hard time with me saying, Hey, I, I want to pay for my son's car insurance. You know, okay. She, like it, she just has that. that like she mentality. feels like they need to make their own way. Is that what you're saying? A little bit. And, and I mean, my, my, my 16 year old, 16 year old works 14 hours a week, you know, mm-hmm. on top of school and everything. So like he's making money, but he has, you know, he has a life and a girlfriend and everything else. So kind of where we, where we, where we struggle a little bit is, is because I make four X her income. I make okay. 160, she makes 40. She already feels sort of inferior with money. So like when I'm trying to do things and, and trying to make fine, smart financial decisions, she feels like I'm taking the, taking the reins. And because it's my money, then it's, then it's my decision. Craig, okay. well, Craig, you okay. guys need a, you need I'm, a marriage I'm, counselor. I'm, Craig, Craig, listen to me. You guys need a marriage counselor. Yeah, you guys got to get yeah. on the same page with this stuff. She's dragging baggage in. You got baggage. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I mean, I, I, Jade, give the financial advice, but I just have to say that. I think that I can tell you what I think numbers wise, um, but I, I truly believe, uh, agree with Ken. And that's normal. Like, I, I we're not saying that in a, like, you need counseling. Like, listen, I'm, I go to counseling. Everybody needs, yes. everybody needs counseling. Um, <laughs> so we're just saying that in a, in a way that it's easier to just iron this stuff out when yeah. you have a mediator there and that they can kind of have an unbiased view of what's going on. It really does help because I do think that, especially in this conversation, because it does involve kids' college and they're going to be able to look back on this and say, what am I, what did my mom and stepmom do? You don't you want to feel like you're entering that on one accord. So there's no unintentional negativity that the kids feel as to how their college is being paid for or anything like that. So that being said, I do think that you need to start planning for this now and starting to set aside money now um, out of the budget. However, it is that you guys budget your money now. I hope that you get it on one accord. But for now, just start putting that money aside. And um, you guys do need to get on the same page with this sooner than later because i think it's going to make it um the the deeper you get into this if you don't deal with it it's going to start erupting even more and causing right now it's kind of bubbling underneath the surface because nobody's in college yet but when that day comes you're going to start to feel it if you don't deal with it now that's right and i i am i'm actually i'm actually less concerned with you feeling resentment towards your ex now i'm starting to worry about resentment towards your current wife i agree that's what i'm concerned about and that's the one that's more important um, because you guys are joint and you're on this new life. And I, yeah. think, I think Jade's right. I'd get control of this now. This is not an emergency. No. It's not a fire, but she's got some trauma over money. Let's just be honest. And that's not her fault. She comes from a controlling family. Yeah. So I do think that you guys having a healthy conversation with the therapist, like Jade said, I think that's going to be huge because you are feeling this pressure and, and this duty to fund your kids Mm -hmm. and if she if you feel in any way that she's holding that up that's not good yeah i agree and he also needs to start thinking through with himself and bring the the wife into this conversation what it is going to look like for the kids college are you planning on paying a full way for all four kids are you planning to do half and half like start coming up with realistically what the financial plan can be and you need to start talking to the 16 year old about it now if you're saying to him listen i'm not you know this is my max amount that i'm putting in you need to have a state school at the very least start having those conversations about the expectation so that when the time comes 
there's no, I didn't know that, or you never said that, or I just assumed you don't want that. So really be clear about what the situation is going to be. No one said that you have to pay a kid's whole way through college. Let me make that clear. Great stuff. She's Jade Warshaw. I'm Ken Coleman. Don't move. More of the Ramsey Show coming right up. Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a SmartVestor Pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a SmartVestor Pro in your area, go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid, non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number for you to jump in for your coaching call is 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Jade, you got something? Speaking of coaching calls, Ken, we are doing something that's never before been done. This is a brand new wow. idea that we have, um, and it starts next week, Tuesday, January 30th. We are going to do a... Ramsey show after hours situation where we are going to stay after the Ramsey show like you know we broadcast three hours every day who's we am I me invited George, to not this? this one ain't you Ken I this one is feeling me I wasn't invited <laughs> I never get invited to these things this one is me and George Camel with a K we are going to stay after and answer all your questions about budgeting and not only are we going to answer questions but we're literally going to have every dollar which is the world's best budgeting app. We're going to have it pulled up and we're literally, whatever the question is, we're going to exactly show you oh, a live how to demo. do it. Not really a demo. We're just going to, sh- like if somebody pulls up and is like, listen, how am I supposed to do sinking yeah. funds? We're going to show them how to do sinking funds. If they're like, yeah. you know, I, I don't have enough money in my budget. What can I do? You know, should That's I, cool. we're going to show them how, if they make an extra $500, how it's going to affect their budget, show them long-term planning. Like we're going to show them financial roadmap all of that stuff and so it's very interactive it's going to be very fun it's going to be for an hour again the first one is tuesday january 30th it's right after the ramsey show so 5 p.m central time and if you're watching on youtube which is the best way you can even call in like it's you can put your questions in the chat you can call in and there's going to be somebody feeding us the questions and i think it's going to be awesome it's real time sounds fun yeah sounds fun very helpful by the way yes we, and you're gonna do it in every dollar yes yeah by showing them dollar. how simple it is yep. okay good so That's you'll great. see you'll see us on the screen and then you'll see every dollar right there so you're there's no no excuses uh hit, is, hit the sign up details one more time yeah i think it'd be good well you don't have to sign up you just have to be there it's oh, tuesday great. january 30th and it's right after the show so just go on to our youtube just channel. get to the youtube channel for yeah. the ramsey show. and you'll see it on okay, there as gotcha. a live stream yep. all right uh book it folks make the appointment it's free I love it. Let's go to Greg now in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Greg, how can we help? How you doing, guys? You guys are awesome. Thank you. you. Too. What's wanna, going on? Just want to say thank you. Um, yes, um, I've taken your course probably a couple of years ago, me and my wife, and uh, we got like $90,000 paid off in two years. Nice. Wow. Well, well, basically, we fell off the wagon. I got a settlement from an accident. We'd made some stupid decisions. Now we're back in the debt about $55,000. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We bought time, time share. Wait a minute. We all all kinds of stupid stuff. Was it we? Yeah, it it, it was we. 
Why? I'll take some credit for it too. How do you well, tell I, us I, what happens where you pay off ninety thousand and all that hard with work, a settlement, and then you decide to just start borrowing again? What's going on? I just, I just I don't know. We just we just got away from it. Uh, I guess maybe having that kind of money just got got yeah. to us a little bit. Maybe more money, more problems. I'm not sure. How much was the settlement? Yeah, basically. Uh, it was forty, like forty, some, like forty-two, forty-three thousand dollars. Wow. Um, okay. And, and basically, now I'm, I'm. My wife just recently, we need to get back on the budget. We need to get back on the budget. I was like, you know what? If you want to go full force and do this, then yes. Yes. I'm yeah. all in. Okay. And, and basically, okay, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, if you're gonna do this full force, let's do it. I just want to make yeah. sure that we figure out what it was that caused you to pay ninety thousand dollars off and get a windfall of over $40,000 and somehow end up in $55,000 of debt. Like that, there is something I wish Dr. John Deloney was here to help us uncover, but I wanna make sure that, I want you to, listen, I want you to go ham and pay off this debt again, but more than that, I wanna make sure we get to the bottom of how the heck this happened, right? Oh, well, I, I totally agree, but I, I suggested to my wife that we show her car, Carvana, We'll give her twenty five k, okay, and put my truck in it because it's six hundred seventy two dollars a month on Ooh. the payment. Okay, so I'm with it. I want to try to elim- I want to try to eliminate that, but I, it's basically and get rid of the timeshare, obviously. But it's hard to convince her to to be on board with all that. Why? She's down with you know, I don't know. And that's that is, that I don't know is the most important thing in this entire equation because we got to know because you can't. You can try to do this alone, but it's not the right way to do it, and it won't last because she's going to keep putting you guys in debt. So, and that, and that's what it, basically my question is: What is your all suggestion? Am, am I am I wrong for asking this? And no, I think that I just, I just I don't know what to do. You've had a moment. You've hit on your own on your own accord. You've hit that I've had it moment of wait a minute, like we're we're going in the wrong direction. Look at our life, and you on your own have had that self realization moment. She hasn't had it yet. So you know, I don't know. Them. I mean, basically, she says, you know, it's time. It's it's time for us to be on. I mean, to be on the budget. But I don't think she wants to be full force. I think she wants to just. Why do you say that here and there? Because she don't want to hear the timeshare. She don't want to, you know, she don't want to, I guess, maybe drive a lesser of a vehicle. She so wants she to be on a budget so that she well, can she, manage she the debt. She just wants to manage yeah. the money going forward, but she doesn't want to have to give up anything in order to do it. That's exactly right. Oh, maybe so, that's what it is. I don't yeah, know. she's she's being. Listen, <laughs> no, I I don't buy it, Greg. You do know. She's she. You she, know what's she's going on. She's being a princess. A hundred percent. She doesn't want to be right. responsible. She wants all the benefits. And without you guys the hard got work. a little bit of money, and you were able to floss it a little bit and show it off. And she doesn't want anybody to see you guys go in the other direction. I got called spade a spade on that. And that's what I think it is. I think that she's more concerned. This is just me based on what you said. It sounds like she's more concerned on how it will feel and how it will look than what you guys will gain from doing this. That's exactly what it, what it is. Bingo. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to bash her. And I mean, we're not, I'm, I'm we're not for a lot of stuff too. You know what I mean? But sure. Greg, some stupid stuff Greg this is a marriage issue at this point. Mm-hmm. Cause what, where this yeah. goes is this begins to divide you two. And I listen, I, I'm not saying that this is a five alarm fire, uh, but this is a marriage conversation to say to yeah. her, here's how I feel. See, don't make it about her. Make it about you. Here's how I feel. 
Here's what this debt does to me. Here's what these payments yeah. do to me. Walk her through it. This is how I feel. Do you feel this way? Yeah. Like maybe ask some questions after you tell her how you feel and say, how do you feel about how I feel? Yeah. Because I think we got to get all the feelings out on the table so that we know what we're dealing with. And this may be a, uh, I think it's at least a couple of sessions with a good marriage therapist to kind of walk you all through how you're seeing things differently and and you both share your emotions on this and let's see where she's at on this because maybe you haven't framed it the right way i don't well, know Well, i'll frame let me let me do i'm gonna do greg a favor because oh. there's certain things that greg can't say or he'll be you know r.i.p right but i can say it because i like this i'm here there comes a point in time where we have to become adults and we have to act like adults and the child inside of us kicks and screams and wants what they want but let me tell you something. If I went to Sam Warshaw, my spouse, and I said, listen, we're wilding out right now. We paid off $90,000 and somehow we're in $55,000 of debt. It's time for us to act like adults and sell our stuff. If he said, well, I don't want to do this and I don't want, I want to keep my car though. I would be like, boss up and sell your car. And that's what I'm telling your wife. It's time, missus, that you get on the same page you got to sell your car, mama. Like you got to give it up. And I know that your friends are going to see it. I know you're not going to be able to go to the panhandle and have your weekend, you know, vacations and your timeshare, but you, you got to boss up and you got to do this the right way. And your husband yeah. wants this and he loves you. Yeah. I say, cause it's worn me out. I mean, I've had to pick up a second job and all that, you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm working from sun up to sun down. So it's kind of exhausting. And that's where I'm kind it of at. I'm at exhausted. Greg, she's got to know on, how mama. you feel too i jade's right but you got to say because if she wants to be married to you then this will be a wake-up call mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. the reality because you won't be able to go on like this forever yeah wow Poor that's guy. tough greg's, that's so greg's, tough. greg's working sun up to sundown working day and night greg's Ugh. afraid to put his foot down he's and it's not that he's it's not like a man versus woman thing it's we're adults mm -hmm. we're yeah. adults mm. do adult things Great Make hour. uncomfortable. Great hour, Jade Warshaw. Always great to be with you. I want to thank James Childs and the crew behind the glass to keep us on the air. And thank you, America, for listening. This is your show. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. The phone number is 888 5225. That's 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. My fabulous colleague and friend, Jade Warshaw, joins me. Our money expert this hour. I'll help in any areas of work and pipe in, and we both uh, weigh in on all the issues here that you've got before you. Here's what we know. You can win because there's a clear path, and we want to help you see what that is. All right, let's get to the phones. New Orleans, Louisiana. Man, that just makes me crave a little Cajun. A little bit of Cajun mm, food. I don't know why. Po' boy. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, that's very nice. Lewis or Louie? How, how do we say it? Uh, Lewis, sir. Thank you. Lewis. Excellent. How can we help? Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for taking my call. Sure. Just wanted to start with that. So um, I'm actually calling in on behalf of my mom. Mm -hmm. um, about four or five months ago, she was just completely misinformed about bankruptcy. We don't have, like, really no financial... Like I, I just started listening to Dave Ramsey about a week ago, and been learning a lot. So Good. she was she was um, misinformed about bankruptcy. 
with the info she got, she was convinced that that was going to be her best option for the, her situation. Okay. But what she didn't realize is that when she went to go see the lawyer, he basically let her know that she had to sell her house, which basically caused her to have a, like a mental breakdown. Yeah. And oh. immediately she looked for option B. Um, a little breakdown, like, so uh, like my mom's all about just family. Um, other than like human beings, her house is like the most important thing to her out of anything. Mm. Um, my mom and dad actually like built that house with their own hands. Oh, my dad passed away in like 2010, but the house was built in 2005. So like she can't, like she would never like sell the house. That's not like that. She would never do that. Yeah. So it kind of, so with that four or five months, she was kind of like, because she thought that that's what she was going to do. It kind of led her to like, you know, she did like home improvements and like had dental work. She did some things that she would have never did had she not thought that would be wiped away. If that makes sense. Yeah. So where, how, where is she now? Like the bankruptcy's taken place. They've sold off her assets. What's what? No, no, no. So she didn't. So she, she found out about it and she just left. She didn't do the bankruptcy. She just left. Like she had, she, 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 what she didn't go through with the bankruptcy. So now we're kind of looking for option B, which kind of, that's so they didn't sell calling. the house. No, she never um, did nothing with the. She went to see how it worked, and then they told her, "All right, well, you have this and this and this, so okay. they're going to definitely make you sell your house." And then once she heard that, her heart dropped, and Got she it. was she, okay. she was out of there. So like, nothing's you know, happened yet. Nothing's happened Got yet, it. other than me reading the total money makeover and trying to like beat everything in her head. Good man. Okay, good. Good, man. good, good, good. Um, so, Good. Keep going. Yeah. All right. So kind of where she's at, um, you know, I've been watching the show. I kind of have an idea which I'll ask for. Um, so a consumer debt, which is the only debt she has other than the mortgage, mm-hmm. is 100000 okay? Okay. Can you break it down? The mortgage um, is just all credit cards, 100 k all credit cards, wow. different credit cards, but just credit cards only. Okay. This is a course of like, you know, like, you know, Decades. leading up to this last four months, she had probably like a 700 credit score. So she, obviously she could get credit anytime. That's what she would do. Wow. She would help people, let her family go on vacations. Mom, I need to borrow this. But like, now she's she deeply in debt because yes. of it. Exactly. So what it, kind of income? A, that situation. What kind of um, income does she make, have? She makes about 4K a month. Like she brings <sighs> home 4,000 a month. Okay. Right? Okay. She has about twenty six thousand cash saved. She also has like another nine thousand in Bitcoin that she could liquidate. Okay. She has retirement for work. She has no student loans, no other debt. She has three vehicles paid off completely. Can do you know um, what each of those so, cars are worth? Um so she has a slingshot that's probably worth about sixteen thousand. She has a Corvette that's probably worth about ten to twelve thousand. And then she has like her everyday like Yukon truck that I think she bought it for like six thousand like last year or something. Okay. That's the three vehicles. And that's her um, that's her daily driver, the third one. The third one is kinda like, you know, the car she uses. My mom's a school bus driver, so she really she really don't she just needs one car. Like so right. my mom's one of those people when I listen to the book, she's like she don't wanna like you know, that whole don't want to give up all the things I have yeah. and really do what you got to do. Like I know what she needs to do as far as like, she should definitely sell a slingshot, sell a Corvette, but she rather like, 
she's like, you know, it's only 8000 Like, that's not a big no, deal. No, like, it is. Because when we're looking at it, she's got $35,000 of money she can get a hold of, the cash plus the Bitcoin if she sells it off. Then she's got these vehicles, 34000 in vehicles. Listen, that's $70,000 right there. Exactly. And exactly. if she does that, now she only has $30,000 of credit card debt with her income, which suddenly this becomes a quote unquote more normal situation and a, a much right. more easy to tackle situation. Here's, here's what I want you to understand. Um, number one, you're a good son, like you're great and you get it. You like, there's no argument from you. I can tell. Um, so the person we've got to get on board here is your mom. And so we can tell, like, like I can sit here and tell you, listen, Make sure she sells these vehicles. Make sure she liqu liquidates that Bitcoin. You know, make sure she pays off this debt. Keep $1,000 aside. But you know all that. The question mm -hmm. is, when you come to her with this, is she going to do it? And what are you yeah, going so to do if she says no? <laughs> um, so basically, like like I said, this is my mom. She's done a lot for me. So mm -hmm. um, given the fact that, like, how I know she is, um, that kind of like, like, so basically what I'm doing to help my mom like I, I don't have a house and then I just like rent, like my bills are like 1700 for like my monthly expenses for my house. Right. Okay. My mom's expenses at her house are probably like about 2200. Okay. Okay. So next month, like starting March, my family's like, my mom has a really like nice size house and she's the only person that lives in the house. Like it's a five bedroom. Please house. Don't tell me you're about to move there. into this house. It's what it sounds like. And that you're going to pay that yeah. bill. Right. So like I'm moving into the, my mom's house. Yes. So I'm moving into the, my mom's house and basically I'm going to just, instead of paying like the landlord no. that I have right now, no. my rent. Is no, nope, nope. I got to put my foot down. If you're calling uh, Lewis and asking us honestly what to do, it's not this. Your mom, I, I know you love her and she's the most wonderful woman in the world to you. And she is, and she should be. But it doesn't take none of that takes away from the fact that she's an adult and she has she is um, made these choices. She's not disabled. You know, she she's not without mental function. She knew what she was doing and she made those choices. And it's very hard for us as kids to accept that we want to say, well, they needed me. And no, they were grown. And if you move in, you're getting yourself tangled up in a way that you don't need to get tangled. And you're going to end up setting your personal family back trying to fix your mom's financial situation. Give her the information. Do your, you know, you've been a good son. Keep being a good son. Give her that information. But also understand you cannot make her do this. And you inserting yourself in her life is only going to make it worse for both of you. It's called enabling. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw joins me. I'm Ken Coleman. We are here for you, 888-825-5225. Let's go to Dallas, Texas next. Adam is there. Adam, how can we help? How's it going? How, Good. How are you guys doing today? We're having a blast. What's going on with you? 
uh, everything's going good. Everything's going good. Hey, so I was just uh, calling because I uh, I wanted to get a little bit of advice. So I I am currently contributing in a 401k and a, a discounted stock purchase program with the company I work for. Uh, but I, I feel like I kind of maxed out as much as I can do for myself. I want to kind of figure out what I can do more uh, to kind of make my money work for me and uh, sort of set me up for the future a little bit better. Okay. Tell us more. Uh, so I, I'm 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I currently make about uh, $85,000 a year before tax. Okay. Uh, I, I have no debt uh, except for a uh, car loan, which is about $10,000. Okay. Uh, so you do have debt. Loan. Okay. I do have debt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but no credit card debt, no mortgage or anything like that. Okay. Uh, I have fourteen thousand dollars in a four hundred one k, and about uh, eleven thousand dollars in savings. Okay. Uh, and about uh, five thousand dollars in that per, uh, stock purchase program. Okay. How, f- how familiar are you with our baby steps? Uh. Not too familiar. I've kind of browsed a little bit, but not uh, not uh, not too extensively. Okay. Um, what's your living situation? Are you renting? Do you have roommates? You bought something? Uh, so I'm renting uh, all alone. Uh, I okay. live in a, in a studio. My rent is about uh, $1,400 a month. Okay, great. All right. Um, sorry, I'm just writing this, writing this down. Okay, great. So listen, I think that you're 23, like, Honestly, for 23, I'm glad that you don't have a bunch of debt laying around. You know, the $10,000 on a car, not bad. I I love that you've got some money saved. I love that you're interested in investing and thinking about your future. So very good in way of, I don't know, just kind of like the practices that you've kept. So I'm looking at this and for me, it's it's cleaning it up and it's just making it a little bit more neat and getting a a little bit more organized so that long term, it's going to serve you the best. Fair enough? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I were you... If I were you, my first, when I look at this, I go, okay, I see debt. And when I see debt, I immediately want to clean it up. So my first thought Mm -hmm. is, let's pay off this car. You've got Mm $11,000. The car is $10,000. If I were you today, I would pay off Mm -hmm. the car because for me, debt equals risk. And why have risk when you have the cash to be debt free and have that peace, right? So I would reach Mm -hmm. over and pay off that car loan today. So when I say that, what does that make you feel? So uh, I actually that, that crossed my mind a couple of times, but the way the way that I was thinking about it was okay. Would I rather have this money uh, in this account that you know makes about five percent a year, or would I rather have it tied up? Well, it's not your money in a car, right? Right. That's that's my biggest thought. Is we think it's our money, but it's not. Just because mm-hmm. we're choosing not to give somebody their money. It's mm-hmm. still theirs. Like, gotcha. okay. does that make sense? So I do think reframing your mind of going, okay, net worth wise, it's not really my money because I owe it. Mm-hmm. I'm just choosing mm-hmm. to hang on to it. So it's kind of a, a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I would recommend if you are, because we're going to get to that savings point, because I know you're like, listen, I'm, I'm earning a, a nice percentage on it. What I would do. So once you've paid off that car, how much is your car note? Uh, it's about $500 a month. Okay. Suddenly, that frees up $500 a month that you can start to throw back into that high-yield savings account and build up that savings. And for real, this time, it's yours. You can build that up to six months of expenses. And think mm-hmm. how quickly you could do that. And now, you'll have eleven dollars or $12,000 sitting there, and it will actually be yours, and you won't have a car note. I love that plan. 
and let's keep it going. So that's Jay just walked you through baby steps one through three, right? So thousand mm-hmm. dollars in savings for emergencies is baby step one. Baby step two is paying off debt, smallest to largest. You've got the one debt. You pay it off quickly, immediately. Actually, as Jade said, now watch this: the five hundred dollars that she just walked you through, that you're going to start building up that emergency fund three to six months. Now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that goes into you investing fifteen percent of that income. And at your age, how old are you again? Uh, 23. 23. You, you started the question, how do I build wealth for the long term? Jay just told you. But you've got to own baby steps one, two, three. And for you, you're at baby step two. You're immediately in baby step three. The $500 car payment that you're going, well, why don't I keep it? It's such a low, you know, that goes into your investing, your 401k plus 15% and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, my friend, Jade, uh, paint a picture for him. Listen, He's 23. I'm plugging these numbers in now. You told me that right now you've got 14000 in your in your 401k? Uh, 401k. Okay. Yeah, and you're and that's, 23? That's about, yes, that's correct. So in 40 years, you'll retire at 63. Let's do a annualized rate of return of, I don't know, let's say let's say 8% for all the haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? And mm-hmm. let's just pretend that mm-hmm. you're doing $500 a month every month. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's see what this calculates to. At, boy. He's going to be excited. Listen. Should I do a drum roll? Listen. Drum roll that out. When Christmas you vacation. decide to retire at 63 years old, <laughs> you're going to have $1.9 million. Wow. Just wow, by okay. you just by you putting your car payment, $500. That's a just month. the 500 on top of your 14. That's what she did. Yeah. So, do you, so the answer to your question is you're maxing out your 401k. What's your max yearly contribution? You're maxing that. You're going to max it, and then you're going to invest. And that's just the $500 a month that we cleared up. My friend, you're loaded. You will have only put in, you will have only, if you only do the $500 over that course of time, you will have only put in $240,000 of your money. And it will have grown to $1.914 million. And that's Mm -hmm. at 8%. Listen, I don't know about wow. you, Kim, but I've been looking at my annualized rate of return, and it's juicy. Oh, All right? I, I am very excited. We're, we're having our meeting next week, our annual meeting with our Smart Vester Pro, the person that we work with, and it's exciting. Listen, yeah. Adam, I don't know if you caught that. Um, that's if you do that's, nothing that's else. That's if you do basically nothing <laughs> else. So you're, in, you're in a situation. dollars a month. That's $500 a month. And all I did here is we, he, there's a million investment calculators. Right. We here at Ramsey have one. Pull up that investment calculator and just plug in those numbers. Have fun with I it. I put your starting amount in, 14000 I put in 40 years because you're 23. You know, most people retire in their 60s. So I put 40 years. I put 8% mm-hmm. rate of return. And I said that it compounded annually. And this is you putting in $500 a month. So you can check Got those you numbers. Got 1.9, Adam. So the answer to your question mm-hmm. is live on less than you make mm-hmm. and invest. That, that's gotcha. the base. Stay that's, out of debt. Yeah, stay out of debt. Kill the debt. Live mm-hmm. on less than you make. And, I, wow, and you're, you're I'm excited. Adam, did we answer your question? Yeah, you did. You did. Um, so this is this is separate also from the the ten percent that I'm. This is just five hundred dollars a month, right? This is separate. Yeah, yes. that's not even you at fifteen percent. We We're didn't even, even get your fifteen percent yeah. number. Yeah. Wow. We're just okay, showing yeah, I mean, you. That, that makes it. Yeah, we're showing you the power of the compound yeah. interest, and you can't be playing small ball with your little interest rate on your car. That's yeah. a that's mm-hmm. a we're joke. Sure, we're, we're Jay just blew your leagues. mind. 
Blew your mind. <laughs> Listen, I blew yeah. my own mind because yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this like, wow, I'm excited for you. It's not even my life. Yeah. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, awesome. what are you, you going to do? So what are you going to do when we end this okay. phone call in 30 seconds? What are you going to do? I'm going to go ahead and pay off my car loan, I think. Hey. I think that's what I'm going to go ahead and do. <laughs> Tell him what he's won, Jade. <laughs> he's won $1.9 million. <laughs> it's that simple, though. It is. It, I love that. He literally was the example that we tell people all the time. $500 invested monthly over the course of 30, 40 years, you're going to be a millionaire. Bananas. And in his case, two millionaire. Bananas. You know? It's bananas. Yeah. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I can't spell it. That's impressive. I tell you what, I can talk live on the air. I can do all the things. That one word is the only word I'm not sure about <laughs> when I spell it on the air, which I'm not going to. You did a great Don't job. Don't try it. Great Don't advice, it. by the way. All right, well, we've just helped Adam see a clear path to being a multimillionaire. What can we help you do? Call. We're here. Don't move. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me, and we are here for you, taking your questions about your money, your work, and your relationships, 888-825-5225. Noah from Kansas City is up next. Noah, how can we help? Hi, this is um, a weird question, but I just came out of trade school as a welder. I have zero debt. Um, I'm going on to my first job here in May on an offshore oil rig, and I just don't know how to uh, split my budget up to make good financial decisions coming through as I get out of uh, trade school here. Right. Hey, before Jade takes over on the budget, I'm just curious because I want America to hear this. Uh, What did trade school cost you, and then what is your starting uh, hourly rate or salary? Do you know? Um, so I outright paid for my trade school and it was about 5,000 for two years. Fantastic. Um, And what are you going to make? I will make, I think it was 75 grand as an apprentice. Listen, ding, ding. All right, Jade, to help this man spend that money wisely because he has no debt. And I just want to say, America, you've been told for decades that a college degree is the only way to success. And Noah, how old are you, Noah? I'm 20 years old. Mm. 20 Mike years dropped. old. He's apprenticing, Jade, Okay, for 75 k Making more than some of these folks with their degrees sitting on the shelf. All right. Wow. Very, very good. I'm just going to ask a couple of questions because I kind of have in my mind, like, offshore oil but i don't really know like if i'm is that like a platform in the ocean like you go away for a couple of months and then you come back right yeah so how this is going to work is i'll be working seven 10 to 12 hour days um for about a month straight and then i'm off a week uh to kind of just go and do whatever i want on land and how far away um so you go to the oil rig that's out of one of these ports i'm guessing and then where yeah. do you live in relation to where you have to get onto the oil rig? 
So that's the thing. Uh, I will be most likely living at a hotel room, but my company does pay for those hotel rooms while I'm off work just so I don't have to commute back to Kansas to Louisiana Great. and back and forth. Okay. So and we're you're th- living on the rig, I guess, until you take your off week. Yep. And all that's covered. Yep. Everything's covered from food to uh, rooms to wow. even laundry wow. is even covered. So on for a month, off for a week. And when you're off for the week, everything's covered. So yep. are you cutting all ties then? Are you like, listen, I have an apartment. I'm letting it go. That's that, I mean, that's what I would do. This sounds very much like I used to work on cruise lines. Obviously, your work is far more dangerous, but it's the same idea. You just go away and they pay for everything. And I just got rid of my apartment. Yeah. I sold my car. Like, we sold our cars. Wow. Like, we we offloaded a lot of things because we didn't need them anymore. So, I'm guessing you're doing the same? So, I do have a actual pretty nice truck that I have paid off already. Okay, good. Um, so, that's about... 20,000 sitting here. Um, I was living with my parents while I went to trade school. I agreed with them. They agreed with it, especially if, as long as I got out of the house as soon as I came out of trade school, they were good with it. So, and you're doing just that. So the question is with this truck, you know, it's paid off. Is it going to be in a place where it's secure and taken care of? You know, it kind of feels weird to just have it sitting in the, the parking lot of a hotel for months on end. What's your plan there? Uh, honestly, as soon as I get out of trade school here in about a month or two, I'm just going to sell it, buy okay. a little beater a little car. Beater. Yeah. Dude, I am liking this situation. You're going to save I am so, happy right so now. much money. Yeah. Listen, my sights for you, I mean, I, do you have any money saved yet? Any money saved at all? I've got seven grand sitting in savings and then about 2000 in checking. Wow. Okay. So how does he do a budget, Jade, when he... I mean, he's got some uh, spending cash. My guy is stacking, just stacking, stacking. So this is a very different kind of budget because he has very little living expenses. Yeah, I mean, it's great that they're covering your living expenses. I'm sure, is it to a point or is it no matter what? Like, you turn in a receipt, they cover it. Like, is it a stipend that you get? No, no, no. I mean, I pay for, like, my car insurance. I pay for, like, phone bills. It's just the only thing I don't pay for is... Food and Most, I mean, I'm not even home enough to eat groceries, so I mean, just kind of okay. Uh, yeah, but Jade, so, Jade asked a very good question though, Noah. In that week off, are you? Do you have a per diem, or are you just spending yeah. whatever you want? I'm steak dinner. I'm at Ruth Chris one night. Morton's the next. That's what she's getting at because that's where we got to oh, yeah. build. So we have a 150 a day per diem. Okay. okay, perfect. So that's probably just enough for you. What I'm doing. You're, you have a budget just like everybody else. Yours just has very little line items, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. So you're going to put on that budget, that every dollar budget, everything you can think of. You're going to put your income at the top, and then you're going to put your insurance, whatever else you pay for, a haircut, you know, new new shoes, whatever those things are that you can think of. Put it all on the budget, but you're just going to see a whole lot of margin there. But here's the key. Mm-hmm. I don't want it just sitting in your checking account. We're going to have a plan for that. So number one, you are going to be investing 15% every single month. You're going to stack up this savings a little bit more. Let's say stack up your savings to $25,000. I'd I'd love that for you. And then start investing 15%. Every time you get a paycheck, 15% goes into a Roth IRA first and then into your 401k. Do they offer you anything like that, a 401k or anything? Yes. Yes, they do. Is there a match? Uh, I... Don't remember the number off the top of my head. Okay. If there is a match, 
your first your first contribution would be into that account up to your match, which is probably a certain percentage of your salary, right? And once you hit mm. that, you can go and invest 7,000 into a, a, an IRA, a Roth IRA. And then after that, if you still have money that you're like, listen, I haven't hit 15%, go back to the 401k. And you should be, ma- honestly, you should be maxing out your 401k and a Roth IRA, <laughs> like if, 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 if that hits the money for you. But after you hit 15%, if you're like, listen, my next goal is to save up at some point, maybe you're not going to want to do this again and you're going to want to have a home. So then you're going to just start socking money away for a down payment. And you can do that in a high yield savings account. Or if you think this has got like a five to 10 year track record, then you can invest that money. But you, my friend, are about to be loaded. And this is All the, right. And this is the this is what's crazy. The message this message doesn't exist. We're not. There's no national marketing message. I know, right? You know why? Because the federal government, they, they, they don't make anything off of NOAA. Mm-mm. The college and university system doesn't make anything off of NOAA. Come on, Ken. Man's going out there, and he is going to be worth, what would you take a guess if he starts at 20? I, I'm so obsessed with what you did with our last caller. Can we blow Noah's <laughs> yeah, mind as well? Let's do it. Let's Noah, blow his mind. Wait for this. Watch what she's going to do. So if you're taking home, what was your take home pay? 75000 Yeah. So what do you think realistically that you'll have to put aside? Like if you wanted to put aside some money for investments for sure, a thousand bucks. um, I mean, honestly, if you guys make up a number, I can make it happen. I'm pretty easy to live with. Let's just pretend it's a thousand bucks. And you said you're 21. And this is modest. You're 20. Okay. So for 40 years, you have a $0 starting amount. We're going to put it there for 40 years, 8% annualized. You're putting 1000 bucks a month. Let's see. What, stop it. What's the number? Stop it. It's way more than I thought. It's I can't three, see. It's 3.2 million. Noah. <laughs> Noah. Now listen, she yeah. put in 1000 to teach you something. You should be putting two grand a month minimum listen, away because you have no expenses. You have no expenses. Who knows how long you're going to do this? Double it. Hit the two grand. Put listen, two grand in. Let's say you Noah, get to two grand because you have no expenses. It. Two grand a let's month. Let's say you put two grand a month for 40 years, which you totally will do because your income is only going to go up, okay? And you yeah. have no debt. Ooh. You're going to, you know, you might slow down to save for a down payment. But if we put it at 2000 6.4 million. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> You're at 60 years old? Oh, I'm slow clapping for and, Noah. And here's the thing. We're so talking exciting. about 60. 60. But at 50, he's still going to be there. And at 40, where is he going to be? Way beyond everybody way else beyond. who's 40. With their fancy degrees, by the way, still probably in student loan debt. Noah, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you you're the American dream. Because there's no nightmare <laughs> of student loan debt for you. You sure are. Wow. How about that, Jade? Y'all better play around with these investment calculators and get your hopes up. I could do that every call. Every call. Go, Jade, 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 show him, show him, Jade. I thought that was fantastic. (laughs) That's crazy money. Great stuff. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. Our quote from President Teddy Roosevelt, far and away the best prize that life has to offer is the chance to work hard at work 
worth doing. Ooh, great. Great stuff there. All right, to the phones we go, 888-825-5225. San Jose, California is where Luke joins us. Luke, how can we help? Hey, uh, how's it going? Good. So I'm uh, in a little bit of a pickle here. Um, I make a pretty decent income. I'm able to save a lot, uh, and I want to buy a house. But the trick is I live in California. Yeah. So even the you know the worst house in the neighborhood around where I live is going to be uh, you know about six hundred thousand dollars okay. or more. Um, what does that get you? And I'm by talking how big? What's that? How big is that? Uh, house? Maybe. I mean, it's probably fifteen hundred square feet. Goodness gracious! Wow! Wow! Yeah, and uh, even though I make a pretty good income and I'm able to save. Uh, it just feels like the goal of owning a home is so far away, especially if I want to go the route of doing the 15-year fixed-rate mortgage. How old are you, Luke? Only do it. I'm 28 years old. 28? Are you single or married? Uh, I'm engaged. Engaged? When's the big day? In September. Does she work? She does work. She's a small business owner, uh, but she just started her business, so little setback uh, in terms of what she had to invest in the business. Uh, what will be okay, what will be your combined income? Uh, this year I would estimate probably a hundred and seventy thousand. Okay. Listen, you know, I'm thinking about this situation. I think everybody wants to own a home and yours is a situation where you've got to just like John Deloney would say, Dr. John Deloney you have to face reality. And when you look at your situation, you have to ask yourself, okay, what what do we want? We want to purchase a home. What In reality, can we afford a $600,000 home? And if right now, obviously the answer is no, how long will it take for us to afford a $600,000 home? And are we happy with the fact that $600,000 only gets us 1,500 square feet? Like you have to really honestly make a checklist. And I would make a list of those questions and I would write down my answers because there's something about seeing it on paper versus it floating around in the air above your head. And when you see it on paper, I think that it can help you go, okay, do I want to stay in this area? What, what really, what gets us to the life that we want? Because I can tell you, like, I remember my sister-in-law, they lived in California and LA for the longest. And she was a school teacher and he worked, uh, I think at Nintendo. And they were like, listen, we're never going to have the house and the life that we want out here. We just can't afford it. And we love our careers. And they moved to North Carolina or they moved to, you know, North Florida later on. And I'm like, listen, that's the choice they made when they saw their life on paper. And I would suggest you do that because that's really what we're looking at. Like, of course, I'm going to say, yeah, save for a down payment. Try to get 20% down, you know, buy a a house where that, you know, the payment's no more than 25% of your take home. And you've got to look at that and go, is that possible with my income where I live? Yes. That's the question, Luke. That's beautiful, Jade. That's, that's the issue. Like you guys move anywhere else in the country and all of a sudden this is not daunting. Yeah. I think with my current income to get to the Fifteen uh, percent of my, or sorry, twenty five percent of my take home pay. Mm-hmm. I'd have to have a maybe a four hundred thousand dollar down payment on that. Uh, okay. So let's home. so let's run this out like Jade just laid this out for you. How long would it take you to save up four hundred thousand dollars? It'd probably take um, I don't know ten years. Yeah. So yeah. now you're thirty eight. So how's San Jose feeling for you? Well, I don't even like 
the the area that <laughs> really because my family lives here, I want to be around them. Well, those are the that's these are the decisions so, you have to kind of weigh those pros and cons because we want we all want to have it all. Like that's just, and I'm not saying that that's a wrong, a wrong or bad or anything like that. But again, in the in the vein of reality, there mm-hmm. is going to be part of you that goes, which do I want more? Yeah. To live near my family yeah. or to be able to have a home that we can afford? Is there something that we can meet in the middle? Because it's not to say that you have to move on the other coast, you know, and move to North Carolina, but maybe, maybe I go to Utah, maybe I go to Nevada, you know, one of these other states where maybe I can find something where I can still see my family on a regular basis. Maybe it's a six hour drive or an eight hour drive, but I won't lie to you. Those are tough decisions to make, but they, they do have to be made. Otherwise, you're going to look up and you're going to be spinning your wheels and like, I never moved forward. Why didn't I move forward? It's because you never made that tough decision. And if you decide, hey, I want to be by my family, then you're also choosing something, which is you're going to live in a very small home. Yeah. And waiting 10 years, I would like to buy sooner, but that's not so bad. Waiting 10 years? Great. Great. Listen. That's not bad either or wrong. If you want to stay in San Jose... Then that is determined. So it's like it's like looking thirty years down the line, mm-hmm. and now we come back. We work backwards into what is it going to take to have this life in thirty years. So if you're in San Jose and you don't want to have be in massive amount of debt and good grief, why would anyone settle for the norm, which is to pay six hundred thousand for fifteen hundred square feet? Such a bad value proposition. It's yeah. crazy. I would never just accept the norm for a bad exchange. I agree. I'm always going to let value drive what I think should be normal. And I get to determine value. And so if you're willing to wait, great. But uh, listen, I I, I don't know what that's like, Jade, because to be fair, I never one time thought for a second when I was young about staying near my family. I was just thinking the same thing. Didn't even cross my mind. I was literally, you know, as I stay, stroking my beard thinking, (laughs) what must it be like? To be willing to wait 10 years in order to live by your family. Because I'm like, how a, do I get out? <laughs> yeah, no chance. <laughs> I'm I, just kidding. I love my family. But you know, y'all well, know. I do too. But neither. So we're wired the same way. I we, I feels like you and I made the big decisions absent of whether it was near family or not. And if, yeah. it, was, if it was a big decision and somehow family was near, okay. bonus. Yeah, bonus. Like I moved here to Nashville. It just so happened that my parents live here. That was a bonus. I wasn't like, I have to live, move to Nashville because I have to live near my right. parents. Well, you had already started and led an amazing life yeah. a long way away. So I don't know. It's Yeah, listen, if he, it's got to make sense for him. If he and his wife or they decide, listen, so, yeah. we're, we're, worth, we're willing to wait 10 years. Listen, Sam and I waited 10 years before we bought our first house. So yeah. definitely not poo-pooing on that now that the value that we the exchange for me was worth it because the mark the way the market was i'm like yeah i'll live in south florida we'll get right. a nice piece of property um you know san jose is very different and uh you know i i he's not wrong for wanting to wait i would still be looking and seeing okay where can i live that's within driving distance to my um, family it was just a 12 hour drive an, a 10 oh, hour drive i was thinking a 6 hour drive 3 even just like I'd start with a, I'd start and go, okay, on a map and kind of go, all right, let's just look and see. Mm-hmm. It's 360 degrees, start with three hours. Yeah. That's an easy morning drive, Get evening you a radius. drive, yeah. and start looking and go, okay, I can still be very involved. Yeah. Because I actually wonder, unless you're one of those families, and I don't know what this is like, 
Okay. Yeah. Unless you're one of those families that just likes being around to each other all the time. How much do you think he's going to see his family? Um, even if he lives within 15 minutes. Listen, I know families who see each other almost daily. I do. Yeah, but like, I mean, do you think the family. average family does that? I don't, but I do know that there's families that do that. Like, I wanted to ask him, if it's, is it just his mom and dad, or does he have lots of brothers and sisters? Or maybe, like, culturally, certain families, it's you're all kind of in one home, and maybe exactly. he's the one that moved out, and so he's still trying to stay close. Like, I get that. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, culturally, everybody does it different. Um, we, uh, we're just here about the money. So we're going to tell you the money stuff. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and that's what would drive me. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It would drive me to live somewhere else. Yeah. I would go, it's just too daggum expensive. Yeah. When you're buying what amounts to a starter house. Yeah. For $600,000. For 600 grand. Yeah. It's tough. Forget it. It's tough. Forget it. Interesting stuff. Great call. Yeah. Luke, I love the, your, your constitution. Me too. That you're willing to wait. Uh, we're challenging you. To not have to wait that long, but good for you. No debt, man. It's going to pay off in the in the long run. Mm-hmm. Jade Warshaw, always fun, my friend, to be uh, on the show with you. Thank you so Indeed. much to uh, James, the entire crew. Thank you guys for keeping us on the air. And to you, America, thanks for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You were never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, your worth being well.